Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and we are going to be talking about some stocks, some investing, uh, maybe a little bit of business mixed in here and there, and um, definitely on that smaller business side. And we're just going to get uh, right into it today. So we've got uh, a market that is just in rally mode, definitely in rally mode. We got the S&P 500 moving over 5,000 for the first time, and uh, probably already outpacing a lot of the numbers that we thought we were going to see by the end of the year, and it's only February. So we're definitely looking at that. We're trying to make sense of what's going on with the market. There are definitely a few stocks that are leading the way. I think it's about four stocks that have accounted for about 20% of the gains in the S&P 500, uh, NVIDIA, Amazon, Meta, and uh, one more, one more of the big seven. Uh, it's not coming to me right off the top of my head, but uh, we will pull that up here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, we've got uh, those leading the market higher. We've got uh, some... Uh, some greed out there, right? A lot of people are diving back in. Everyone's kind of piling into the same names. Do we want to go into those? Do we want to avoid those? What's your plan? I know I've talked about my plan a lot, but uh, we got to make sense of what to do in this market as things just seem to get more and more expensive out there. So we've definitely uh, are, are watching that inflation index. We're watching a lot of this wage growth and how many jobs are out there. A lot of those different things seem to be kind of trending in the right direction. Uh, inflation is coming down, but it's not going to reverse, right? So we've got to uh, essentially make more money, have a wage that uh, is in line with where things are now. So that is definitely uh, a big concern for the Fed and what's going on out there with uh, the economy, that side of things. And then really what happens with uh, this money that is being made in the market? Are people going to uh, you know, find the door soon and uh, cash out. You know, I've, I've definitely talked about that. So uh, a lot of different uh, compounding things that are going on out there at the same time that we really need to focus on in order to get a handle on this. So I did mention, uh, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, which actually came out at the same time. Um, I probably should have checked that. Uh, that is definitely on me. But uh, if you guys don't see an episode from me, feel free to reach out. It was um, produced. It just was not actually published. So it was just waiting. Um, think that I set a, uh, a time on a two Sundays ago at like 8.30 uh, to go ahead and release it, but I might have updated it and it, uh, it erased that. So uh, if you don't see anything from me, I'm still trying to get out at least one episode a week. Normally on Mondays, we're going to try to get back into that Wednesday or Thursday show as well. Um, Man, I don't know. It feels like uh, it's harder and harder right now to get those episodes out. But um, I will try to get back to that. Uh, what's been going on with me? I have been uh, remodeling my own bathroom, which has been um, kind of tedious, right? Definitely taking a lot of time, uh, doing a lot of tile work, some board and batten, uh, looking for uh, you know every last finishing touch at this point in order to wrap this thing up. So that's been a couple weeks. Uh, mixed in with a little bit of that snow work that I was telling you guys about. So uh, definitely trying to keep up with that. We've got a couple potential little storms coming in. Uh, but other than that, it's looking like winter is really mild here in Maryland. Um, so that's what we got, at least where I'm at. And um, yeah, going forward, going to get right back into uh, the spring season here and start kicking that off in about a month. So that's uh, what's going on with me on that end. But um, yeah, I did talk about NVIDIA. I'm going to get back to investing now. I know. Sorry, side tangent. NVIDIA, right? I was saying that uh, in my IRA, I held some NVDA. And um, you know, I think I bought it around uh, 200, 
I think that might have been my average. Uh, I think I bought six shares at that time. And uh, I sold out a couple. I forget even where I sold those. 500, 525, something like that. And uh, I held on to four shares. Well, I told you guys that I had a limit order set for $710. And NVIDIA went over $720. So obviously, this limit order hit. We're sitting at $721.15 extended hours on NVDA. Uh, So I did sell out of that. It did have some... uh, Price target increases. I believe Morgan Stanley went from like six hundred three to seven fifty. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'll take a look here uh, in a second. But uh, my thought was this thing is just running too much. Uh, you know, Jim Cramer. You know, hate him or love him. Uh, you know, pigs. Uh, pigs get slaughtered, right? Uh, bears make money. Bulls make money. Pigs get slaughtered. So I had to go ahead and take some off the table. I thought that this thing had just uh, really kind of capped out. I said 650 by the end of the year. Uh, the average price target sitting at 69.87, and we're sitting at 721. I didn't think we were going to get to 710 as quick as we did, and uh, I kind of had it as a kind of a pipe dream, right? I did not think we were going to get there, but uh, when I bought this in week two, we had about 30 some percent of upside. And uh, I was really at that point where, uh, man, I even I know I wrote it down, right? I know that I wrote it down with a 650 price target uh, on week two, and we bought it at 490, and now it's already at 720. So even at 490 from you know five weeks ago, this thing is already printing money, let alone buying it last year, right? So it, for me, it just felt like uh, I have to take a little bit off the table. Selling it out of my IRA is not a taxable offense. Uh, so that money's going to stay in my IRA. I'm going to reinvest into some other things that are going to be paying more of a dividend. Pivot a little bit out of the growth, back into the dividends, try to get that dividend income up and in my uh, my IRA, which is, is going to be tax sheltered. So by doing this, uh, I took some of the gains off the table and it gave me some uh, some flexibility to go ahead and buy some other things. And um, let's uh, let's get back over to see what I'm actually buying right now. And it really was a focus on dividend stocks. I didn't put all that money back into the market. But uh, some of the things that did sell out of my brokerage account, I actually transferred that money into my IRA to fund that out for... Um, I'm not even in my account. I'm in my dad's account. Look at that. <laughs> I'm like, this is not me. Uh, so uh, I'm taking a look here. But uh, let me get back over to my page here. We've got... Um, let me see what I'm purchasing right now. Sorry about that, guys. And he's actually buying some CCJ, which... Uh, what is that? Uh, something to do with... Um, was it uranium? I forget what he was getting into that one for. But he was uh, trying to make a play on some of the, the uh, rare earth metals that are out there. So... Pulling back up my account. What are we doing here? Let's uh, let's see if it's there. We go back into mine. So definitely some gains on Friday, right? As I said, S and P five hundred uh, cranking over five thousand up to five thousand twenty six. Uh, about a half a percentage point in the S and P uh, on Friday alone, and about one point two five percent up in the Nasdaq. But uh, yeah, orders. Let's uh, let's get back over to that tab. Sorry for the uh, distraction here. We've got uh, some different things that I know I was looking to get into. Uh, when I'm looking at uh, my IRA, I actually have some some sell side orders on my brokerage account on Nvidia as well, simply because it's just getting to be too large of a piece that I need to go ahead and uh, and trim it. So that's what I'm doing over there. 
uh, executed, right? We bought uh, bought more Enbridge, ENB. Uh, what is that? About an 8% dividend yielder. I bought more IIPR, uh, which is also a high single digit, maybe low double digit on IIPR. Bought some more next era energy. Uh, I still like the utilities. I still think that we're going to have more and more need for electrical utilities in the country. We're building more homes. We've got more electrification. Uh, next era is going to be in that growth side of the utility. So uh, definitely in a safe sector being in utilities, but they are focusing on the growth side of things. You know, they're definitely looking into more alternative forms of electricity, solar, wind, uh, a lot of different things there. So bought that, uh, bought more O, O Realty uh, for the, what, five and a half percent dividend yield there. Uh, bought more Devon Energy, bought, uh, bought another buy on Enbridge, another buy on IIPR, Bought some more MPW on the 7th. Uh, actually bought some Archer Aviation uh, and Novavax on, uh, what uh, what date was that? Uh, that was right at the end of January. So those are actually doing okay as well. A little bit of growth there. Uh, those are definitely some speculative plays that I have. And uh, again, if I can start making those uh, into a double, I will, I will sell out of those in an instant. I'm not too tied to those at all. But uh, I really am tied to the idea of having dividends that uh, are going to pay me to to basically sit on these names and uh, reinvest in these these companies that are paying me uh, rising dividends uh, on the regular, right? So we also had, uh, I believe Pepsi came out with a dividend increase uh, as well as Chevron, CVX. I think they came up right around 8% on their dividend yield. Uh, that is the actual increase over their past dividend. So not an 8% yielder, but uh, the, a raise of about uh, 8%. And that is now 37 years that Chevron has paid a raised dividend year over year. Uh, and I still like this one. I still really like the idea of uh, Chevron where they're at. Four and a quarter percent dividend yield. We're sitting at the lower side of the 52-week range here. So I still really like a lot of the oil stocks. I like the dividend payers. For a lot of the things that are going on with the Fed, a lot of the fact that uh, we're going to get more building, more demand, more growth, uh, latter half of the year as rates come down, I still believe that. So as we get out of uh, you know some of these tech names uh, uh, that I think are getting to the point where they're getting overvalued on a lot of places, I think we're going to roll back into some safety. I definitely think that's going to happen as people get out of bonds, out of money market. Again, I've said this several times. I think that play has got to be to get back into equities that are going to be paying a uh, a hefty dividend and give you that upside. So, uh, with Chevron sitting about uh, one fifty one nineteen, uh, what is the upside on Chevron? Um, let's take a look here. We've got um, about sixteen point six percent. So, might not uh, set the world on fire, right? But sixteen percent, four percent dividend. A stock that is raising that dividend payment now for 37 years, I think that is definitely something you can uh, take to the bank and sleep easy at night. So Chevron, uh, I, I'm definitely looking at that one to add a little bit more. Um, but what else is out there, right? I know Disney, right? We're, we're kind of completely separate of, uh, of Chevron, but uh, definitely a company that is in the news this week with a lot of the things that happened in their earnings. They had a, uh, a double beat. They blew it out of the water. And um, what else they do? They uh, issued more of a buyback. They've got uh, a raised dividend. I think they raised about 50%. Uh, 
which was already a low dividend, but uh, you know they just reinstated that after COVID. They did cut that dividend to nothing, which scared off a lot of people. We've got uh, them buying into Epic Games. Epic Games is the creator of Fortnite. Uh, I know you know half the kids on the soccer team that I am coaching want to talk about Fortnite. Uh, I know with having a second grader and kids in the neighborhood, they all want to talk about Fortnite. And uh, I definitely think that that is a smart play for Disney to get into. And uh, it is a free game, right? You can go online, play free. You can go on PlayStation or Xbox and play free uh, amongst different consoles. And uh, where they get to spend is, you know, the kids that want to upgrade their character. They, uh, they get the... Uh, Fortnite dollars and they put it into the app or they put it into the game and and buy the upgrades that they want to to spend their money on. So there are a lot of different ways that they can make more revenue. They have a wider base because it is free. And uh, I think there's a lot of that demand for having the the up and coming uh, latest and greatest character in the game. So uh, Disney getting involved in that, I think, is a smart play. It's definitely a future of streaming, of gaming. And uh, similar to Roblox in, in that way where, uh, you know, you can get on for free and then have the, uh, the Robux that are, are paying out as well. I think Roblox had a pretty decent quarter as well. But uh, we're here talking about Disney, right? So on the five day, we were, we were sitting around $97 uh, on the sixth. And now uh, we're sitting around 108 So definitely a move up this week on the results here. We, we definitely saw a lot of these names really move higher. Uh, we saw PayPal kind of not partake in that rally, right? They had a double beat as well, which was uh, nice to see. They had a beat on earnings, beat on revenue, but they did guide lower. They guide uh, about, I think it was about 20% lower than what Wall Street was estimating that they were going to make next year or at the end of the year in EPS. Uh, so that was a, a big... Uh, when taken out of their sales type of event for PayPal. Now, when you look at them on Friday, they did rebound um, kind of with the market, right? I already said that the NASDAQ moved up about 1.25% and PayPal outpaced that. But that was coming off of a lackluster Wednesday, Thursday session. So uh, this this rebound on Friday, it looks good uh, if you look at it just really strictly from Friday. But overall, it's uh, it's kind of a nothing burger when it comes to PayPal stock. So, man, I really want to see them do something. This is this has been one of my worst performing stocks. It's I believe it was the cheapest in the S and P five hundred. It really needs to get its uh, get its act together. Yeah, we were up about five percent on Friday, but uh, we're still only about eight dollars off the low, and uh, we're sitting at the the high from last year was eighty dollars and seventy one cents. And if you zoom out over the past five years, this thing is even worse. Um, what are we looking at on the five year? We hit, uh, shoot, man, we hit uh, about uh, two ninety. Uh, I'm not even trying to zoom in on the on the five year. We probably broke three hundred. Uh, I'm getting about two ninety, but I think the the chart goes a little bit higher on a spike. Definitely painful, right? So I, I think that uh, the business shift that they are in. Uh, having more of the payments, uh, the processing side of things, the lower margin business is uh, driving some of their numbers, but it really isn't giving us the growth that we were looking for getting into PayPal. So there's about 15% of uh, upside on this stock, but it's still one that is really, really painful to deal with. 
And speaking of painful to deal with, uh, let's go over to Alibaba, right? Alibaba, man, I cannot wait to sell this stock and be out of this thing completely. Uh, they had a double beat. I think they also issued a, uh, a raised share buyback. Man, they've got a lot of things that look great, right? <laughs> they've got uh, a price sitting at $72. And this is another one that was $300 during the pandemic. And uh, they got about 47% of upside. This It just sounds like a good deal. And it always sounds like a good deal. But it always lets me down. I cannot buy more. I just need to wait for this thing to get up. Hopefully make some rebounds up above 100. And I think I am done. I am just cash me out. Meet me, you know, just just meet me above 100 and I'm done with it. That's it. And for, for me, this has been a long time holding this one. Uh, and I really thought it was going to be the next Amazon of uh, China and really had all this growth. But then we had all these China problems. Uh, all the the problems with Taiwan, with Russia, with the U.S. And man, we just can't seem to get ahead of this thing. And uh, with Jack Ma, that whole he went missing and no one knows where he is and, and all these problems back and forth. I just can't wait to be done with it. So hopefully this share buy buyback uh, helps this thing get to a little bit higher. The guidance helps this thing get a little bit higher and then I'm done. That's just my two cents on it. All of this is just my opinion as to what the market is doing right now. So be sure to make your own uh, call, do your own due diligence when it comes to any type of stock that you're investing. And these are just my ideas. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got there. So we've got uh, a couple names that are just uh, continuing to roll up uh, that are really driving the market higher. Uh, we also had Enphase earnings. Let's uh, let's get a look at Enphase, E-N-P-H. And uh, this one was supposed to be uh, you know, a little bit uh, weak in Q1, Q2 with uh, some of the crackdown on some of the implementation in Europe and in California with some of the inverters that they are making for solar power. Uh, but they were able to pull out uh, a decent quarter here and uh, they really rallied off of this. So we're sitting at 122.47, uh, about 4.7% higher on Friday. If I look at the five day, let's uh, let's take a look at this one. I think it's a little bit different yet. Yeah, de definitely different than PayPal, where it kind of went up then or down then back up. This was at ninety seven dollars on the sixth. Now we're sitting at one twenty three eighty one after hours on Friday. It did move up another one uh, percent after hours on Friday as well. So definitely uh, some nice movement here. Let's uh, let's take a look. As to what uh, what happened here, we got uh, Deutsche Bank adjusted energy uh, end phase energy to 115 from 105 maintains a hold rating. Um, we've got uh, let me try to get over to the earnings here and see what we've got on ENPH. But yeah, a lot of these different solar names are really trending higher just based on the actual timing and, and the rotation of the market. I think a lot of people want to get back into some growth names. And the fact that we're going to be seeing more building and they know that uh, some of the problems for Enphase are going to end. And the fact that uh, we're going to get those uh, those uh, rate cuts as well. Them borrowing and building out more uh, plant and production, I think that's going to be a little bit easier. Uh, we had Enphase Energy up 19% shining brightly today as management offers Ray of Hope. That was uh, from briefing.com on the 7th. Uh, so that was about four days ago. 
Uh, so let's see. The, the supplier of solo microinverters has been struggling in recent quarters as high interest rates have made consumers decide against installing solar installations on their roof. Paying higher rates makes the numbers more difficult to make it worth it. Another problem has been metering reform in California. There's also been too much inventory in the channel. With that said, Enphase still missed on Q4 results, especially revenue. It also provided downside revenue guidance for Q1 at 260 to 300 million. So why is this stock higher? It seems to be because Enphase provided a ray of hope on the call. Specifically, Enphase said it plans to undership relative to end market demand by 130 million in Q1. Uh, Enphase expects to undership in Q2 as well, although at a much reduced level. Most importantly, Enphase expects the channel to be normalized by the end of Q2. That seems to be music to investors' ears that channel inventories are finally getting back to normal. Uh, it's peer SEDG uh, up 13.5%, uh, trading higher in sympathy. Uh, SEDG reports on February 20th. We will see if they have similar things, uh, say similar things about the market. So over inventory, uh, we are trying to get that inventory level back in check. Uh, so we're not having uh, too much uh, product out there, not enough demand. And then we are trying to offload it for cheaper. Uh, so we're trying to get that inventory right. So if we're doing uh, labor cuts, production cuts, uh, try to get things back online, get that uh, that mix right. And, and then that company should really start to shine. Uh, so it wasn't a great quarter. I, I misspoke there. I thought it was a better quarter. It was not. Uh, and uh, it looks like uh, hopefully by Q3, Q4, we should start to turn that around. But uh, I think a lot of this, right? You don't normally go up 19% simply because they're under shipping. Uh, I think a lot of this is really from pent up demand that uh, Enphase has dropped from 320 or 330 in the course of a year down to 70. And now, you know, we knew that this was going to be a problem Q1, Q2, and uh, especially with the problems going on in California and Europe. So now that they're saying that, hey, this is what we're doing in order to make Q3 and Q4 even stronger, I think people are starting to take note and we are buying this up before we get to Q3. So a lot of uh, pent up demand for some growth stocks and uh, simply uh, a holding pattern for this one. But I, I do believe that more people are going to get back into this. We're going to start seeing more and more demand for uh, solar and uh, a, a lot of alternative energy. And uh, I believe that Enphase is still one of the, the premium uh, operators in that space. So for me, uh, man, I might let this thing drop back down closer to 100 and then maybe buy some more and plan for that future of Q3, Q4, that real turnaround story that they are talking about. And again, I like a lot of these uh, these utilities. Uh, I like a lot of oil, uh, like a lot of the, uh, the different uh, companies that are in these spaces as we start to get more and more demand uh, pent up in the, uh, in the system and in the economy here. So that's uh, ultimately... My thoughts on Enphase. Hopefully, you guys, uh, uh, you know, are, are paying attention to what the market is offering. There are definitely some stocks that are still down that aren't really participating in this S and P 500 rally up to 5,000 or above 5,000, and we can take uh, part of some of these names that do have a lot of bright days ahead of them. Uh, so, again, uh, I sold out of a couple shares of Nvidia. That was about four shares in my IRA. Uh, what twenty eight hundred bucks worth, and then started 
buying other utilities, some oil names, some REITs uh, to get uh, this, this dividend income rolling back in. I will either put those stocks into the drip program or reinvest those dividends as I see fit when those uh, quarterly or monthly uh, dividend payments start rolling back in. So O would be the monthly payer. The other ones, I believe, are all quarterly, but uh, that is my plan there. I am still in NVIDIA in my brokerage. If I sell what I have listed at uh, 725, it's still going to be a number one uh, market value stock for me. It is still going to be that top name in my portfolio right now. And uh, that has changed around a lot. We've definitely seen uh, the, a shift of what stock was that top one. For me, for a while, it was Tesla. Right now, Tesla definitely moved down. Um, Tesla's probably not even in the top 10 at the moment and um, on the wrong portfolio. But uh, let me get back over to my brokerage and see what we got there. Uh, I still am watching a lot of these covered calls. There are some covered calls that might uh, expire and I might be selling some shares. Uh, but let me get over to what I've got on NVIDIA, right? Let's see. And this is going to be the reason that I am trimming out of my NVIDIA position. And uh, yeah, now it is about six and a half percent of my brokerage account. So it is getting too much. I normally say I don't like any more than five. Some of these probably should be under four. Uh, but the fact that NVIDIA is getting up to six and a half percent is just getting way too rich. And there is too much risk in that position for me. So um, yeah, I don't even think Tesla is well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Oh, it is number 10. Tesla is number 10. Right behind it is MPC. MPC, come on. I'm three, man, I am three cents away from selling this thing if it stays where it is on uh, February 23rd. So if it goes to 170, it is gone out of my portfolio. And um, I will be having uh, a much smaller MPC position. Man, I wrote this covered call sitting at 148, 151, somewhere around there, not thinking there is a chance in this world that an oil stock was going to have this massive run to new all-time highs uh, at this point in the cycle. I thought maybe by the end of the year, but certainly not in February. Uh, so MPC, uh, man, I'd really like to just keep that one. Uh, my cost basis is way too low on this thing. It's sitting at $50.28. And I would love to hold my MPC shares, but uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. Uh, Palantir, another one that had a massive uh, uh, earnings call here and really skyrocketed up to $24.38. Uh, man, I know I'm losing some of this. I had a covered call for $20 for this coming Friday, and I am going to be selling these in the money, but uh, not at $24. I also have another covered call on Palantir for $26. So I am hoping that I do not sell my uh, $26 uh, covered call. I hold on to those shares and can rewrite some more covered calls on Palantir. Uh, but still, another one in the AI space uh, that's working with the government, working with a lot of uh, uh, commercial companies and really trying to uh, get their, their business to that next level of AI and uh, all things that they do with uh, the Foundry and Gotham and everything that they are doing over there. Uh, so definitely uh, some some great growth stories for them. Uh, yeah, Palantir, man. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be losing those shares. It looks like about a, a loss of three hundred and eighty six dollars on that twenty dollar covered call. 
although uh, I am going to be profiting on selling the shares because my cost basis is lower than 20. And I wrote that covered call, which wasn't but probably 60 bucks. But nevertheless, I'll take the uh, take the premiums. I just would have liked to have uh, been able to hold on to the shares for a little bit longer or maybe not to sell so out of the money here to where it's uh, you know really got away from us. But um, yeah, that's what I've got going on there. We've still got uh, Bitcoin. That halving event is still going to be coming up in April. We are still seeing Bitcoin uh, move higher and uh, Ethereum is kind of uh, growing right along with it. There is some new interest in ETH uh, ETFs in Europe. So there is more demand over there as uh, some of these B, uh, Bitcoin ETFs have really starting to take off uh, since January 11th when they came online. So those have definitely been growing. We've got those about a month in. And uh, let's uh, let's do a quick check. I've got maybe about 50 seconds before I'm going to have to cut off this individual recording. But uh, let me get over to crypto.com and uh, see just exactly what is going on. Yeah, Bitcoin sitting at 48,464. So we are creeping back up to 50,000. Uh, Ethereum sitting at $2,530. So definitely some gains to be had over there. Uh, so I am definitely watching those. I think we are going to rally above 50,000 as we get closer to the having event. And uh, hopefully we maintain that level. I definitely think that we can as uh, you know, the, uh, the process rate is going to be slowed down and uh, they're not going to be able to mine it as fast. So that is what I got there. That is what I got on Ethereum. Uh, if you do need help getting started, I've got links for eTradeCrypto.com, Webull, and Binance. I will be back real quickly with the stocks of the week. So stick around. All right. So we are looking at week seven for the investing challenge. Now, uh, the investing challenge is basically uh, me obligating myself to put $200 per week into a stock that the group picks, right? I name it down to about five stocks. And then the group is supposed to be voting on these stocks in order to decide what is going into the portfolio for that given week. Now, uh, for week seven, we had uh, five names. Like I said, we've got uh, Verizon, right? Another dividend payer. We've got uh, McDonald's. We had ExxonMobil, UPS, and Amazon. And uh, oddly enough, as I'm looking this week, a couple of the articles that I said, uh, or that I read said to look at UPS and Amazon right now for the cycle that they are in. Uh, UPS putting up about a four and a half percent dividend, decent amount of upside. Uh, they are looking to cut back that workforce and really uh, focus on efficiency and optimization of the, the business that they do have while raising uh, shipping rates uh, from January 1st. I believe they, they came up for this uh, this year as well. Uh, so I still like those names, right? Uh, but the the one that I have decided to go ahead and purchase, uh, well, it was a tie. There was uh, the same amount of votes for Amazon, UPS, and Exxon. So I really do need more votes. So if you are listening, please follow the link over to uh, Let It Grow Investing, the podcast page on Facebook to get your vote in or simply vote on uh, Spotify. There is a link in the show notes to uh, go ahead and get your your vote in and I'll uh, leave a comment as to what you thought about this episode as well. I definitely appreciate that. So Exxon, XOM is what I am going to be buying. Uh well, it has the most amount of upside right now. Uh it is uh probably not the highest dividend payer. I'm guessing UPS is going to outperform uh the dividend of Exxon right now. Yep, about 3.65% 
on ExxonMobil sitting at 101.77. And uh, we've also got around 23% upside on XOM as well. Uh, so definitely a, a decent entry point for this one. And I still think that we're going to have more uh, demand going forward for uh, oil stocks. So that one, uh, I definitely believe is going to start moving up along with some of the other names that are more in midstream. And uh, I believe uh, Exxon, Chevron are prime for the picking right now for a decent entry point, at least in my opinion. So that is why I'm going with these. Uh, Amazon's already run. Uh, and UPS is a, a close second for me as I am not really looking to dive too heavily into more uh, tech names. But uh, I do have a couple in the mix. Uh, some that we uh, had added this time last year, or we're going to average into these names. Uh, so there's a, a couple different reasons why there are some tech stocks within the mix uh, going forward. Uh, so now for week eight, somehow we are already on week eight. I am looking at five names. And uh, the first one is going to be Tenable. Uh, the ticker is T-E-N-B. Uh, Motley Fool says this one is, uh, is prime for the picking right now as they have reported uh, solid earnings, right? But uh, they are still trading cheaper than a lot of other cybersecurity uh, stocks that are out there. So they're sitting around 51.89. They got about 16% upside and uh, a stock and in, that's in an industry where I feel very comfortable. I still think that cybersecurity is going to be needed. And this one looks like you can get it at a cheaper entry point, uh, even though it is near the uh, right at the 52 week high. Uh, I still believe that this one uh, is got some some room left to grow. Uh, knowing a, a bunch of people that are working over there, I think that this one has a, a great track record for uh, you know keeping their employees happy. Uh, the work life balance over there is great, but uh, they definitely do uh, you know really focus on that growth of their employees and of the company. And I think they're really going to start outshining and keep up a lot of these growth numbers that have, they have been able to put up over the past couple quarters. So number one is going to be TENB uh, for cybersecurity, right? They are definitely uh, uh, pioneers in that vulnerability space and are really uh, cracking down on a lot of the, the cyber crimes that are out there. So I am happy to uh, add TENB uh, to the portfolio if you guys get over there to the uh, podcast page and vote for it. Uh, number two, I'm looking at Enphase, right? We were just talking about this one. So I don't really need to go back through everything, but uh, again, a, a lot of reasons that there's a lot of pent up demand for a lot of these growth stocks. Q1, Q2, we know they're not supposed to be that great. I'm hoping that some of the wind gets taken out of some of the end phase sales this week. We can get this in the teens, the one teens, or you know maybe even a little bit less if we start giving some of these gains back. If we have a couple down days on the Nasdaq or the S and P. I think that we could get this one closer to 110 by next week. So uh, end phase, uh, I'm definitely paying attention for what's going on in California, what's going on in Europe. And I really think that we're going to start seeing more demand as rates come back down and uh, more people have a little bit more money to play with in their pocketbook. And we're also going to have uh, a lot more building when, when these rates come down on a 30-year mortgage as well. So a lot of different things that could be out there for more demand on ENPH and other solar stocks. Um, number, yeah, we'll call this one number three. This one was uh, the one that we purchased this time last year, and that name is Google uh, or parent company Alphabet, but uh, the ticker is G-O-O-G-L. 
And uh, I am still comfortable adding this one. There is not as much upside. The trailing 12-month PE is sitting around 25. Uh, so that's uh, that's fairly valued as, uh, as far as I'm concerned on a, uh, a tech stock. I still think AI is going to be a big driver. I still think the search is going to be huge for them. YouTube is uh, performing very well. Uh, a lot of different things that are driving their business and uh, a, a lot of things that could start really taking this thing higher. So uh, G-O-O-G-L for Alphabet. If you guys want to see us add another $200 worth uh, to this one, go ahead and get your vote in for stock three, uh, Google for the week. Number four is going to be Chevron. We were talking about uh, adding Exxon. I still really like Chevron. I like the fact that they are raising this dividend. I like the fact that they are not at a 52-week high, but I think by the end of the year, we could start seeing more and more demand. So I do not have a problem waiting for that time, uh, getting this dividend. In the meantime, uh, we've got about a 16% upside, 16 and a half. And uh, we got about a four and a quarter percent dividend over there at CVX. So I uh, am throwing this one into the mix. If you guys think that oil is going to keep trending higher, uh, this could be a great entry point in order to get back into some of these, uh, these stocks that have been traded down. Number five. Uh, I still like healthcare. So I am looking at another one that was on E-Trade. I was looking at the stock screeners and the, the ideas here. Uh, one of them came up as Bristol-Myers. Bristol-Myers is still trading fairly, uh, fairly cheap. The trailing 12-month uh, PE is sitting at a 12.6. We've got a quarterly dividend uh, yield of about close to 5%. It's sitting at 4.93%. We've got uh, some drugs that are getting approved for uh, treating lung cancer. Opdivo is looking like it's getting approved in the U.S. and possibly as well as uh, the EU. There are regulatory filings uh, for Opdivo there uh, and chemotherapy followed by uh, surgery and a juvenile Opdivo and resectable non-small cell lung cancer. I uh, had to struggle through those, but... Uh, at the end of the day, if this does get approved, I think that's going to be a blockbuster for them. I think that's going to be a, a huge growth driver. They've already got a lot of uh, solid drugs that are out there. Yes, there is a little bit of a, a crackdown on Capitol Hill from uh, drug prices, but I still think we're going to work through that. Uh, we know that the lobbyists are going to get their thing done. They're going to get what they want out of uh, out of the government. That's just kind of how it happens. And uh, We've got uh, Bristol-Myers that I think can really outperform here. There is a lot of upside on this one. So we've got about a 5% dividend yield. It's trading near the bottom of the 52-week range. And uh, we've also got uh, around 16% of upside on uh, E-Trade through uh, tip ranks. That's a 15 different analysts. But when I was looking at the analyst recommendations, I also saw that uh, there was more upside when it came to, man, now I can't get back to it. I clicked away from it. I want to say that someone was saying this had about 50% of upside. And uh, that kind of caught my eye with a 5% dividend yield and uh, some drugs that are coming out, solid pipeline, and uh, some things going well for them right now. So uh, again, I like the uh, the healthcare space. I like oil right now. Crowd security or cloud security, I don't think we're getting away from it. Alternative energy and end phase, I think that's going to be great. Technology, uh, I still think that Google is going to be a strong, strong company. And uh, if they don't have a blockbuster year this year, 
Um, I, I think if you zoom out and you look at five or 10 years, I still think that Google's going to do really well going forward. So that's the five that I came up with this week. Uh, Tenable, Enphase, Google or Alphabet, Chevron, and Bristol Myers. So please get over to uh, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Get your vote in for one of these five stocks. Or if you are listening on Spotify, you can simply vote through the uh, show notes as well and get your uh, vote in for one of these five for this week. So that's what I got. Uh, happy Super Bowl Sunday to you guys. I got to get upstairs, make some crab cakes for a Super Bowl party. And uh, that's about it. That's all the time I got for you guys today. So thanks for stopping by. I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.